We are soldiers, soldiers of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, we shall conquer, hallelujah. We are soldiers of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, we shall conquer. To conquer is the same thing as to overcome. When Jesus Christ left this world, he left behind a militant church. That is the early church. May then continue with this battle. And so the sense of God waited for that early church. Became soldiers. Who were always at war. And those who overcame in that early church. And those who also overcome, even in this position. Those guys promise They also we come and sit with him on the throne as in the seat on the throne with the Father now. Revelation 3. Revelation 3. 21. Verse 21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. Those who will sit with Jesus on the throne now those who will overcome in this spiritual warfare. And so, as many as are born again of this truth and of the spirit of Christ are now recruited as soldiers into the army of the Lord. These soldiers are the ones that make up the militant church. And the militant church, like the one Christ left behind in the early church, is to overcome the world. And the soldiers, Christian soldiers, are to overcome both the world, the fleshy loss that work in their soul, and to overcome Satan and his tactics, wise of the devil. But unfortunately, it is what the sinner they say. Instead of the church overcoming the world, the world don't do what now. It don't overcome them. 
And so they have gone the Broadway, leading people of God into eternal condemnation. And many Christian soldiers today who are supposed to fight in the battle and overcome the world have been overcome by the world instead of they overcoming the world. They have not become enemies of God. Satan don't succeed to recruit them into his own army. They are now on the side of the army of Satan fighting against the truth. The greater enemy of a militant church are the four churches, the Allah church. That's why we have the true bride and the first bride. We all know very well. You see, our daughter, our daughters, they have become waiting. Enemies of who? Of God. Because they are in friendship with the world and friends of the world. That is, they have been overcome by the world. And so they have become enemies of God. On the other side, the army of Satan. Unknown to them. James 4 4. James 4 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Demas in the Bible, a soldier of Christ, initially, a co-labor with Paul, who was also a combatant soldier in that early militant church, deserted the lost army because of the love of God in present world. And so Paul said, Demas are forsaking me. Now Paul is forsaken. Now the truth is forsake. And so a militant church and the soldiers of Christ who have overcome and conquered by the world are deserters of the lost army. And they are now becoming enemies of God under the anger of God. Nehu 1 verse 2. Nehu 1 verse 2. Yes. God is jealous and the Lord revenged. The Lord revenged and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserved wrath for his enemies. So if those who are supposed to be of so Christ, they are deserted the lost army. He said, in reserve rod for this is enemies. They are committed adultery with the world. Those ones who are deserted the lost army because of the world cannot overcome the devil in the name of Jesus. Even though they mention the name of Jesus, now that Jesus is the mention, what Paul talk about. So if they are calling on the name of Jesus, as long as they are desired the lost army, not be that Jesus, the commander of the lost army, not be that they call. So they cannot gather conquer the devil in the name of the Lord. Acts 19. Let's look at an example there. Acts 19. Acts 19. 13, verse 13 to 16. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, 
We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one scaver, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This were Jews. They were calling on what? On the name of Jesus. But is it really Jesus they are calling on? Now not that Jesus. And so they could not overcome those evil spirits. Rather, the evil spirit did what? Overcame them. So, like I said before, we should not be deceived. All churches are not the same. Revelation 3. Revelation 3. 3.14 to 17. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, This thing saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou art cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spill thee out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. This church has been overcome by the world. They have enriched themselves with the materialities of this world. So they think they are rich now. For God, they say you are wretched. Even though they, you don't acquire the things of this world as a church. Just like the modern day churches who have been overcome by the, the world, they now build hospitals, universities. Not be so. Are they not rich? They are rich. Is that what Christ and the woman are doing in the world? Now, can you now compare the church to this one we want to read now? Start from 7. Verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, This thing said he that is holy, he that is true, he that had the key of David, he that opened and no man shut it, and shut it and no man opened I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my words, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Look at the commendation. And has kept my word, and has not denied my name, which is the truth. Can you compare this church with the other church now, the Auditions Church? Is there no difference in these two churches? And the synagogue of Satan. They call the same church. Now, if all churches were the same, Paul for no talk of under Jesus. If all churches are the same, Jesus Christ for no one soldiers of Christ, beware of all professors. You go on them? No. And John for not talk say, believe not every spirit. 
If you're not trusty, try all spirits. Whether they are what? No, God. He said, because many false prophets have gone into the world. If you're not trusty, if the churches are the same. So the greatest battle in front of a militant church is to overcome the world, to overcome the devil and all his troops. That's the battle every soldier of Christ must fight. That's the battle a military church must fight. And that's why we are very careful about souls. When they are going to compromise, they are going to check you, don't do this. Now so go do the marriage, now so go do better. Be careful. It's because we are jealous of our godly jealousy. We don't want the devil to get you. So only the truth can unite a church. No other thing. So our prayer is that the truth should spread. When it spread, then we can be one. When A, the PG2, B, the PG2, then we are what? We are one. Is it true that unites the church? No, that thing. So in this Thursday, God will help soldiers of Christ to be watchful, not to receive another spirit. The militant church, the early church in those days, in the time of uh, Peter, after the Pentecost, they were always at war. So they went they catch Peter, put for prison. What were they, were they doing? They were praying, interceding. Until Peter was in the master pray. So that's a militant church. Always at war with the force of darkness, with demons, with Satan himself, who are the enemies of the soldiers of Christ. So a true militant church is like a military barrack. You can hardly find any ceremony going in the barrack for their soldiers. They don't have time for ceremony. That's why Jesus Christ can call a militant church, his father's house, the house of prayer. That is a militant church is Jesus' own church. It's his father's church. It's a house of prayer. And so this house of prayer should not be turned into a den of thieves. John 2. John 2. 16. Take these things hence. Make not my father's house and house of merchandise. Now look at Matthew 21 now. Matthew 21. 13. I said unto them, it is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but he made it a den of thieves. So a militant church that Christ left behind is a house of what? Of prayer. My father's house. But you are made a den of thieves. That is, you don't convert my father's house to a den of thieves. Who are these thieves? They are the demon behind all ungodly ceremonies. The demon behind commercialization. In the house of God. The demon behind holy ceremonies in the house of God. These are the thieves. Satan don't come over the children to a den of what? Demons. And so if the militant church must remain ever a conqueror, it must not allow itself to be overcome by the demons. Worldly and ungodly ceremonies, which I said earlier on, 
and commercialization of any kind. Any church we see commercialization, they go on. They don't become civilian church. And so those who are soldiers of Christ also should not be at ease in Zion. Because Satan and his army, unseen forces, are always throwing arrows. And so if you are not careful, in your guarded hour, when you are careless spiritually, when you are teasing Zion, the arrow will get you. When you are mixing with the world, the arrow will get you. All the training we soldiers they go through, I'm talking of physical soldier now, of any army. Now training them to learn to obey. Training them to inculcate discipline. Training them to endure. Training them to endure hardness. That be training. We all these are what they say, sir. Now they go to when they are under training. And so, if you must conquer and overcome in this battle, you must develop obedience, discipline, endurance. If you have these qualities, you can overcome in the name of Jesus. So, that is the training they have, which all soldiers of Christ must also have, if we are to overcome. And above all, faith in the commander. And believe whatever doctrine in the teaching and obey. So Jesus, our commander, the commander of this army, he said, I'm not of this world. And so my disciples are not of this world. So if you say we are soldiers of Christ, our commander says he's not of the world. Why must we also be of the world as soldiers of Christ? Are you a soldier? You are not a soldier if you are of the world. But you are not obeying what your commander is saying. Second Timothy. Second Timothy 2. Second Timothy 2. 4. Verse 4. No man that worried entangled himself with the affairs of this life. He may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Soldiers of Christ, soldiers at war. No man that is at war entangled himself with the affairs of this Lord. That even any man, maybe on the battlefield, cannot entangle himself with the affairs of not to talk of soldiers of Christ. What connection have you with the affairs of this life? That we may please him who are choosing not to be a soldier. And look at three. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, don't tell us. You must have what? Endurance. Endure this truth to the end. Endure this truth to the end. Don't let the devil make you to depart from this truth. Some of the disciples of Jesus Christ, who were supposed to be soldiers, who were in his ministry, could not endure the hardness of the truth to the end. And so they walked no more with Jesus, their commander. That is, they deserted the army of Jesus. John 6. John 6. John 6, 59, 59 to 60. 
These things said he in the synagogue, as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying, who can hear it? Read 66 now. Verse 66. Yes. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. From that time, many of the disciples went back. Disciples who were supposed to be soldiers of Christ, they went back and walked no more with him. They could not enjoy with him the hardness of the truth. Now, these kind of people will come also. Will they conquer in the name of Jesus now? They cannot conquer in the name of Jesus. Even though they mention Jesus, they don't come up for the army of Jesus. They will never be able to conquer. So, Corinthians 6. 14 to 18. Verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? And what concord had Christ with Belia? Or what part had he that believed with an infidel? And what agreement had the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. This passage is only referring to soldiers of Christ, who are soldiers of Christ. They warn them. Come out from among the civilians. Don't touch on cleaning. Don't be involved in their activities. Don't get entangled with what they are doing. That is the thing that Paul is warning about here. And so, rebellion, stubbornness to any of these doctrines, especially this doctrine of separation, that person who is stubborn to this doctrine, rebellion, is not a soldier. And can never overcome the devil or the world or the demons in the name of Jesus. We must love our profession of faith in this truth. And love Jesus, our commander, more than any loved one. Others, we are not worthy to be soldiers of Christ. Matthew 10, 37. Matthew 10, 37. Matthew 10, 37. Yes. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Love me as your commander more than your loved ones. And so nothing and no one else in this world should separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus. That is from the love of this truth. God, he don't give us armor to fight this battle. You all know it's efficiency. But the most important part of this armor now be this truth. So, nothing should separate you on the love of this truth. Who is Jesus, your commander? Paul, a good soldier of Christ. See what he talk. Romans 8. Romans 8. Romans 8. Romans 8, 37 to 39. Nay, 
In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor past, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Finally, the next thing that we need is faith in our commander with the leaders army. Faith in whatever he says to you, the obedience. That's why you need the shield of faith. That's another weapon that we need to fight against all the fighters of Satan because he's always trying out. But you need the shield of faith so that you can overcome him. Every Christian soldier must hold the shield of faith back up with prayers. Hold the shield of means remember the truth that you have been taught. And all the promises of God concerning you. All that are in the Bible. Remember them. And apply the word of God, which is all of spirit. Until we lead these soldiers, always continue battle. But we shall conquer in the name of Jesus.